Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Mark. Hey, good morning, friends and faithful listeners. This is Jen with the P40 Ministries podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. So to refresh everybody as to why I call you guys faithful listeners, (laughs) obviously, there is some amount of faith that we have to have by listening to the word of God. So I call you guys faithful listeners. And I am also a faithful listener because I am listening to the Bible as it's being taught to me. And uh, we're all faithful listeners, so that's kind of why I coined, well, I didn't really coin it, but that's kind of why I use that phrase to um, reference you guys as faithful listeners. So the other thing I want to mention to everybody who is new to the podcast, um, on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I do an Old Testament episode, and on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I do a New Testament episode. So since today is Tuesday, we are going to be in the book of Mark, talking about Mark chapter 7, verses 14 through 23. So I'm going to need a little bit more context to talk about this portion of scripture today because um, we kind of talked a little bit more about it on Thursday. So allow me to do a quick recap before we begin. So Jesus was with the Pharisees and the Pharisees got really mad because uh, the disciples were washing their hands quickly and eating their food and they weren't doing this ceremonial uh, hand cleansing that the Pharisees would do and all the elders would do as well. And this was a tradition that was handed down from generation to generation. And it was a really stupid tradition because if you would have heard on Thursday's episode, I had actually uh, Ray Byrne on and he was discussing this with me. But back then, clean water was not always readily available. So it was really arduous to go through this hand washing uh, cleaning thing because there was not enough clean water out there so they would have to clean the water they would have to put it into these jars and you know and then they'd have to carry these jars around before they eat and then they'd have to use the jars and it was just it was a lot of work and they'd have to get servants to help them with this and it was just it was a burden it was a huge burden but in actuality the law never mentioned doing like a ceremonial hand cleaning before you eat it was more like just make sure your hands are clean you know that kind of thing so it was just sort of ridiculous so Jesus kind of scolds the Pharisees for this kind of saying like you know you do all these stupid traditions and you know they're not they they have nothing to do with the law you do all these traditions that just put a burden on you and on the people and they don't grow you closer to who God is in fact they they bring you further away from who God is by following these man-made traditions and not just looking at the things of God basically so now we're going to talk a little bit more about this in verses 14 through 23 so grab your bible and your cup of coffee or your cup of tea and let's go ahead and read this from Mark chapter 7 He called all the multitude to himself and he said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing from outside of the man that going into him can defile him. But the things which proceed out of the man are those that defile the man. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. 
When he had entered into a house away from the multitude, his disciples asked him about that parable. And he said to them, Are you also without understanding? Don't you perceive that whatever goes into the man from outside can't defile him, because it doesn't go into his heart, but into his stomach, then into the latrine, making all foods clean? He said, That which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man. From within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, sexual sins, murders, thefts, covetings, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, and foolishness. All these things come from within and defile the man. I forgot to mention that I was reading out the W.E.B. version today, um, and the reason I mention that is because the W.E.B. actually has something in it that many of the other versions of the Bible don't actually have. So I'll talk to you about that in a minute here. But let's talk about verse 14. So Jesus is surrounded by a multitude again, and he was just finished talking to the Pharisees about all these stupid traditions they were doing, and the multitudes were hearing Jesus talking to the Pharisees like this because it says that Jesus was actually there healing some of these people and uh, the multitudes were there. So he, it says that he had the multitudes gather together around him and he's preaching to them and he tells them this parable. And he says, hear me all of you and understand there is nothing from outside the man that going into him can defile him, but the things which proceed out of the man are those that defile the man. So Jesus specifically here is talking about traditions and is talking about food. This is not uh, morality issues like, for example, pornography, because uh, that would be considered part of the within stuff that comes out. And we'll talk about that in a second. But Jesus is specifically talking about these traditions and also, um, you know, the food and stuff like that, stuff that you eat or uh, the traditions that the Pharisees were doing. So Jesus's point with all this is that you can do all these traditions and these man-made rules all you want, but they're not going to get you closer to God. There is no way that they can get you closer to God. In fact, they're probably pulling you further away from God, which is what Jesus was talking about to the Pharisees when we talked about this on Thursday. Because when you're doing a man-made thing, you don't understand the heart of God and, and you're saying it's part of God. You're not actually understanding who God is because it's a man-made rule. It's something that was just imagined, okay? And it's not part of who God is. And when you're saying that it is part of who God is, not only are you lying to yourself, but you're lying to other people. You're placing a burden on other people and you're growing further away from who God is. And unfortunately, there's so many churches out there nowadays that are so guilty of this. And you know, I grew up in a very independent fundamental Baptist church. And um, I mean, I could tell you so many stories about burdens that they put on people. And, and I think some people might get really mad at me for saying some of that stuff. But, you know, the, the issue with, I'm just going to throw one out there, the issue with the drums. Okay. So my church growing up, we were not allowed to have any kind of drum beat whatsoever in our songs. But where in the Bible does it say that you can't have a drum set in your praise band. Where does it say that? There is nothing in the Bible that says you can't have a drum set <laughs> in your worship team. So the music doesn't have a beat to follow. And a lot of times they'll get off beats. They'll start, you know, going faster towards the end of the song. I remember growing up in that church, I played piano. And by the end of the song, I'd be rushing. <laughs> I'd be like rushing so much on the piano because the choir would start speeding up and I'd be like, uh oh, and I'd start speeding up the piano. And then by the end of the song, they were just racing through the song. And it was it was 
sometimes kind of terrible. So the beat of the song, the drum set holds the beat. And now that I go to a church that has a drum set and we have an awesome praise team, uh, you know, the, the drum set keeps the beat of the song. It's keeping us on tempo. It is keeping us in line with the music so that people can have a worshipful experience and not just like uh, be speeding through the song <laughs> faster than the speed of light towards the end of the music. I mean, that's not a very worshipful experience. So, I mean, but here's the thing though, I'm getting a little bit off uh, topic, but it never says in the Bible that there's anything wrong with having a drum set in your praise team. So that is a man-made tradition that, you know, because drums are often associated with, um, you know, rock music, it doesn't mean that they have to be associated like that in the churches. So it says here that, you know, Jesus is telling the Pharisees this very thing that, you know, it's, it's man-made traditions that pull you further away from who God is. And it says in the Bible that God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. It's people that make that burden heavy. By adding in their own little laws, their own little rules, their own little this and that to make things difficult to follow, difficult to understand. Sometimes they even pull people further from the truth of who God is by forcing them to follow these ridiculous rules and regulations. So then uh, Jesus mentions here, if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Jesus is saying to the crowd, it's important for you to hear this and to understand what I am saying. So then after this, the disciples did not understand. <laughs> so it says that he entered into a house far away from the multitude and his disciples asked him about the parable. So he was alone with his disciples for a change and he was able to talk with them. So they asked him, they're like, what did you mean by all that stuff that you were saying to the multitudes? So he says to them, he's like, you don't understand yet. <laughs> he says, are you also without understanding? Don't you perceive that whatever goes into the man from the outside can't defile him because it doesn't go into his heart, but into his stomach, then into the latrine, making all foods clean. So in other words, he's talking specifically about food here because there are so many traditions and rules also associated with food. In fact, um, the clean, cleaning of the hands, that was a food uh, tradition. You know, they would clean their hands before they ate because they didn't want any of the, the stuff on their fingers to go into their, their systems, okay? So this was a food tradition. So Jesus is specifically talking about food here. So he says to his disciples, you know, it, what you eat goes into your mouth and then it goes into the body that God gave you, this system, this cleansing system that removes the impurities from the food and then, you know, compresses it. And I don't need to tell you the entire process of how it goes into the toilet. But, um, you know, we have a liver and we know that the liver is a part of the system that removes uh, toxins and impurities from the food. So Jesus is saying, you know, you have a body that takes care of the impurities for you. And then you go to the bathroom is what Jesus literally says here. He says, you go to the bathroom and then you make all foods clean because, you know, they're now out of your system. He says, you know, the food doesn't go into the heart. It goes into the stomach and then your body does its stuff and then the food is gone. But he says here that it's what comes out of the man that makes them unclean. It's not the food that makes the person unclean, but it's the heart of the person. So basically it's inside out that makes the person 
unclean because the person has a unclean heart. It's interesting because, you know, the, the Pharisees were so worried about what they were putting into their bodies and were teaching the people to be worried about what was going into their bodies, that they weren't focused on the inside and what their hearts were like. I mean, Jesus so often quotes Hosea 6 verse 6, which is God desires mercy and not sacrifice. You know, God desires the inside to be merciful towards other people, not what you necessarily do on the outside, but it all is from the inside, even the outwardly stuff that you do. And, you know, the Pharisees were doing this stuff out of pride and out of, you know, um, play acting. Jesus called them play actors all the time. You know, they were doing it for the show. They were doing it for the people to see how holy they are and how righteous they are, but they weren't doing it out of a heart for Christ. So everything is about the heart. I've said that so many times on the podcast. Everything that Jesus talks about is about a heart condition. So if the heart is sick, then the entire body will be sick. It doesn't matter what you put into your system at that point. You're already sick. So Jesus says, out of the hearts come all sorts of different things. It says evil thoughts. And of course, an evil thought is the first thing that happens before you sin. You know, you have a thought and then you do it. So Jesus starts with evil thoughts. He says, out of the heart of men and of women proceed evil thoughts, adultery, sexual sins, murders, thefts, covetings. So, I mean, Jesus is mentioning all sorts of different things from the Ten Commandments. You know, you should not covet your neighbor, which means to, um, you know, want what they have and be unthankful for the stuff God's given you. And, you know, murders, murdering people, thefts, stealing from other people, uh, sexual sins and adulteries. And then he says here, wickedness, deceit, lustful desires. You know, that would be that pornography thing I talked about earlier, you know, because that is a heart condition where you lust after something and then you search for it. And then an evil eye, blasphemy, pride and foolishness. I mean, how <laughs> I mean, how many of us, I mean, we all struggle with this stuff. And there's nothing on this list I can say I'm perfect at. You know, I covet other people. I have pride. I've had lustful desires. I've had an evil eye. I've blasphemed other people, you know. And by the way, the word blasphemy that Jesus talks about here is talking specifically, uh, it's a word that could mean both blaspheming God or blaspheming other people, which means like um, lying about them. You know, I've done that before. I've lied about other people. I've, you know, had evil thoughts, <laughs> foolishness. I mean, I've been pretty foolish before. I mean, so all of these things, it doesn't matter who you are. Someone struggles with at least one of this stuff on a regular basis. I mean, I think the biggest one I see nowadays is the covetousness or wanting what other people have. I mean, with the rise of social media, we always are seeing what other people have. And I mean, even the heart of that person might be doing that sinfully. Like, look at, look at what I have. Look at my skills. Look at this. Look at that. You know, look at the trip I took. You know, it's all about covetousness and pride you know you're putting that stuff out there in in a sense of pride maybe not always but it's both pride and covetousness a lot of times but you know with the rise of social media we see that all the time so Jesus is saying here that I mean you can eat all the bacon you want which was not a part of the law but that's not what is truly defiling you what is defiling you 
is what's inside of your heart. You know, the pride and the wickedness and whatever else. So that's what Jesus is talking about here because the Israelites were so, so, so focused on traditions and making sure they ate all the right stuff and making sure things were just so and clean and, you know, boiled properly and cooked properly that, you know, they were losing sight of what really mattered. They were losing sight of of what God was really saying in his law with all this. So the one thing I wanted to say here is that the WEB version actually omits a part. If you if you're reading out of the NLT or the AMP version, or I think even the NIV, they actually say in there that when Jesus said all that, they say Jesus declared all foods clean. I'm pretty sure there's a verse that specifically says that. Now, the WEB does not mention that verse. It says that the body makes all foods clean. So there's some debate as to whether or not Jesus actually declared all foods clean or not. Because in my version, it says that the body with its system, you know, the liver and whatever else is in there, makes the food clean and it just goes right out of your system. Other versions mention that Jesus actually declared all foods clean. So, I mean, we could look at that either way. You know, Jesus was talking about the Sabbath being made for men and not for God. I mean, we could look at this exactly the same way as that, which is not following the Sabbath perfectly, according to the Pharisees, was not going to make people unclean. And the same thing with this. Like I said before, you could eat as much bacon as you want, but that's not going to make you unclean. It's what's inside of you that makes you unclean. So, I mean, it just depends on on what your belief system is about, uh, whether or not Jesus declared all foods clean to me. I don't know, and I'm not going to argue about it (laughs) because there's other verses in the Bible that talk a little bit more about foods. You know, Paul mentions that, and then... And there's some verses in Acts that mention, you know, Peter saw the animals come off the blanket and, you know, he he saw that dream. So, I mean, there's, there's other verses in the Bible that talk about clean and unclean foods. But whether or not Jesus declared all foods clean here, I don't really think is the message of this. I believe the message was just supposed to be that you have to look inwardly at yourself rather than following traditions, man-made traditions that may not necessarily be in the Bible. And so I think that that is the most important takeaway from this passage of scripture here is that we all need grace, you know, because every single one of us has done something wrong. And the grace comes into play because of Jesus. Jesus has forgiven us for the bad things we have done. You know, when he went to the cross, that's what he did. He forgave us and he gave us a new life and he fulfilled the law. He did not abolish the law. The law is still there to this day. I always say that when we're going through our um, our Old Testament episodes, I'm like, the law is still here. We can still read it and we can see how it points to Jesus. You know, we can see how it points to Christ. The law is still there. Jesus did not abolish it, but he fulfilled it. He made it complete. And so I think that is the most important takeaway we can look at right here is uh, (laughs) not the food aspect, but uh, the fact that Jesus talks about how we need grace and how we need to look at ourselves introspectively and recognize that we need grace and we need a savior.
So friends, this was Mark chapter 7, verses 14 through 23. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode once again, and I hope you loved it. I hope you share it with your friends and family members. But friends, I've got nothing else to say today. I'm going to keep it nice and short by just saying happy listening and God bless. Thank you.